0: everybody, it's another episode of the Hammy Me Up Club. I'm Lindsay Retier, and I'm very excited because we're going to deep dive into something we haven't really talked about on the podcast before, sustainable skincare. And so this week I am speaking with Dominique Flaxburg. Dominique is the founder and CEO of Dom. She uses her background in design and she used that to sort of start studying effective skincare solutions and then looking at comparable earth-based recipes. She created a Brazilian herbs library and she uses Ayurveda to inform her studies to try various solutions. And then in doing all that, she found the perfect combination and her skin felt better than ever before. Seeing the results, friends and family, they wanted in on the product. So she started making the recipes for them to take home and thus, Dom was born. The products are still handmade, and she loves sharing Dom as a way to exchange, live, and encourage a simple life with less time worrying about changing nature and more time spent enjoying it. Hi, Dominique.
1: Hi. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me in your podcast.
0: Of course. Thank you. I'm so glad that I could have you on the podcast. So I met Dominique back in December. If you remember a couple episodes back, I had Camille and Kathleen. Uh, It was the autobiography of the pearl episode, and we were talking about sustainably harvesting oysters and pearls. And they had a really cool event called the Conscious Carol Pop-Up, and Dominique was there. And now here we
1: are. Yes.
0: It's very much like all about community I feel and find when it comes to sustainability. Like everyone is doing something and wants to involve everybody else.
1: That's true, it's a community that's really collaborative. Um, I feel like in a lot of the industries, design industries out there people are competing but when you when you're talking about sustainability the more the better because we want more brands out there that are sustainable and doing the right thing so it's it's really nice to be in this community.
0: Absolutely, I think also too we realize sustainability isn't something that we can do alone. So we're like, you're doing it? Great. Let's do it together. Let's Absolutely. make a difference. Let's make a bigger impact. So here we are. And like I said, Dominique is doing something a little different. So you can totally do it in collaboration with like anyone who's been on Hand Me Up Club. Uh, she's doing skincare. So... Tell me the story of Dom. We sort of touched on it in the bio with you being like, there's got to be a better way to approach all these things that were working in skincare, but from an earth, eco-friendly way. So what's the story? Why'd you start? How'd you start? What's the journey like? How long has it been?
1: Yeah, so uh, I guess it all started uh, when I moved to New York for college. And I started incorporating zero waste into my lifestyle. So we started really simply just thinking about my grocery shopping Uh, but I started uh, taking different actions in my daily life to produce the least amount of waste possible and when I got to my skincare I figured out that I couldn't use any of the products that I was using because they all came in plastic Um, and that was an absolute no for me I didn't want to use plastic anymore I refused to buy anything else that was coming in plastic and I realized that my only solution back then was to start experimenting on how can I make what I use for my skin So that's really how everything started. It was a a lot of testing on my own skin. I've tried everything from avocados and honey uh, to coffee, like anything that you can eat probably touched my skin at some point when I was experimenting until I found uh, products that I was really comfortable with and I could use every day and kind of like compose my beauty routine. Um, And once I got to those products, just by uh, researching personally and taking my background, with what I like about herbs and learning about it I had so many friends reaching out to me and just asking for the products and I was like wait a minute maybe I can make this a little bit bigger Mm -hmm. and then I made a batch and I sewed all of it and then I made it a little bit bigger and that's how Dom kind of started.
0: I love that I love that you were just like I'm just gonna do it I'm just gonna do it um so tell me about your background you're like because of my background I was able to what's your background?
1: Yeah, so I went to college for fashion design and international relations Cool. and my focus was always sustainability. So I was doing designs, designing clothing, thinking about the materials and the processes and the pollution caused and how the fabrics were dyed and the same thing with my international relations background. I was studying and doing a lot of research and um, really interested about social and environmental justice. So sustainability has always been what brought all my interests together. And being a fashion designer and working in the fashion industry was just really frustrated and I realized I had two options. Either I worked for a corporation I didn't really believe in or I basically started my own business because small businesses usually don't have enough uh, money to get a lot of new designers and I knew that starting a fashion brand would be a big commitment. It would be like a life commitment because you have to really get into it. Mm-hmm. And skincare was something I was already doing, was something I was already passionate about. It brought community together. I, I had friends over all the time asking me about it and family. And I realized that I was way more interested in that than in um, sourcing textiles and kind of like figuring out so many different details to get to the perfect fashion product.
0: I mean, that's great. I think sort of unlike fashion where everyone's personal style really comes into play. Everyone has skin, and we all kind of have the same goal. We want it to look good, <laughs> we want it to feel good. So that kind of makes it, I think, a little more of a sustainable career path, regardless Definitely. of the materials.
1: It's just, there's, I think, more longevity there. Yes, and for me, food um, and skincare are so related, and we all f- eat food, we all wanna eat healthy food and have access to good produce, so, why shouldn't we all think about having access to good skincare? You know, and thinking about it the same way you think about food, like if you're eating it, you don't want it to be something toxic or something you don't really understand ingredients. Um, And skincare should be just the same.
0: So speaking of ingredients, are there certain ingredients that you kind of automatically gravitated towards in your process of creating or that you already knew you wanted to use in some way or was it really just a total trial and error? What, what are these ingredients that you're using?
1: So it started in my kitchen, to be really honest. Uh, I always liked herbs and teas, and I was starting to like steep different things. I already fermented my own kombucha, which okay. is something that I have a lot of fun doing. So I just honestly just started researching and reading books. A lot of them are Ayurveda-based books about how to cure little things I had. So I had acne, and I was like, okay, like, what do we do for acne? Or mm-hmm. my What skin- do you do for acne? So- I have horrible acne. <laughs> <laughs> so the Millilocotonic, actually, in the Dom line, was a product that I created very organically. I just, my skin was not looking good. I had moved to a different city. I was eating well, I was sleeping well, but my skin was just not reacting well to my life. And I was like, maybe I need some kind of, like, external help because I know internally I'm doing everything I can for a healthy skin. And yeah, it was a lot of trial and error with infusions and I had some dried orange peels in my kitchen that I use for tea. And I was like, what if I grind that and add that to this? And what what if I like infuse it with other herbs? And it was a lot of trial and error and I found a recipe that I was really happy with and completely changed my skin.
0: Amazing. I love that you went towards oranges, too, because I think so often that's a really easy thing that to just throw away and not even think about because it's like the peel. Of course, you peel it off, you're done with it, but you're not. There's something more you can do.
1: Yeah, when you're zero waste, a lot of the waste created by your, what you eat, you kind of try to creatively figure out ways to use it. And for me, it was just like, I'm not going to throw out this orange peels. I'm going to dry them and then I figure it out. And mm-hmm. then it just came really organically in the process of making skincare.
0: Amazing. So we mentioned earlier, you have this Melaleuca tonic and you don't really have a ton of products in this line though. I love my your website. You're like, that's all you need. Like that's all folks. Why these specific items? Is there sort of a strategy to only doing that small handful or what was your thought process? Why start with something like a tonic and not a moisturizer? I feel like that's kind of like the gateway skincare product, you know?
1: Yes, and I think it all came from me going to this transition to being zero waste and looking at my bathroom and realizing I had so many different products. I had like a night cream and a day cream and a moisturizer and then, I don't know, just so many different things. And I realized when I was making my own and when I was researching recipes that a lot of the recipes to different things use the same ingredients. And I thought, why are we making so many different products if the ingredients are the same, we're just branding it in a different way. And then I realized that if I combine different products that I used by seeing the ingredients that are in common and can help the two functions for the skin, I wouldn't need that many products. So it started, I didn't plan, I didn't like sit down and say, I'm going to make a tonic and an oil and blah, blah, blah. kind of what I needed at the moment. So my skin was really dry and Ayurveda uses oils for moisturizing. So I started experimenting with oils, found the matcha oil. I started having acne. I started experimenting with infusions, created a tonic. So it kind of just, they just appeared in my life as the recipes I needed. And then after a while I realized I didn't need to create anything else. So that's how I got there.
0: Awesome. So I'm sure I'm not the only person right now who's not a 100% well-versed in Ayurveda, so can you give me like a 30-second intro, primer, what is Ayurveda?
1: So Ayurveda is a study, um, it's basically a medicine that's ancient from India, and it's not necessarily just related to skincare, it's about uh, what you eat and how you live your life uh, according to your body type. So Ayurveda really taught me to get into natural medicine and understanding what my body needed at a certain point, because it believes that when a a specific part of your body is imbalanced you can you get sick so you can kind of like get better by fixing that imbalance and kind of understanding the root of the problem uh, and they use a little of oils and infusions for healing so that's how I kind of started doing that kind of for health reasons mm-hmm. just like to heal my body and that kind of became part of skincare
0: all right okay so back to your products the very specific product line I'm going through your website we've got the Melaleuca Tonic. What is this for? We kind of touched on it already. Acne. Yes. No. More?
1: Yeah, so uh, the Melaleuca Tonic can work as three different things. The first one would be a tonic, which is kind of obvious mm-hmm. and a lot of people like having a tonic to use at night. A second thing that I use it for is uh, to moisture my face. So a lot of people ask me, why don't you have a moisturizer? And what happens is a moisturizer is an oil and then a water base and all I do is a spray tonic on my face and I add the matcha oil on top and that combination does the same thing as a moisturizer would do. And the last use for it is sometimes I spray it under my arms, like when I'm on a run and I don't have deodorant with me, sometimes I just have like have something refreshing in the middle of the day and then I just spray some Leuka tonic. So it really has a lot of different uses, and I like when people get creative with it and tell me, oh my god, I used your product for something that I had never even thought of, and it worked. So Great. So you do have a deodorant, though. We've got
0: the mineral milk deodorant. What is this made out of? Yeah, so the mineral milk
1: deodorant, I have a really big personal problem where like, I was always sweating so much and not smelling good, and I tried every single deodorant in the market, I would go to Whole Foods every month and try a different brand and nothing worked for me. So the mineral milk deodorant was kind of created out of desperate need to just find something that worked. And its main ingredient is magnesium. Magnesium is a mineral that kind of like neutralizes bacteria that comes out of your sweat, so it doesn't clog your pores like aluminum does. But it's super effective and it's really healthy and you can find it in nature. So it's not something that was synthesized in a lab. And yeah, that's what has worked for me since, and I'm never gonna change deodorants again.
0: So you say find it in nature. Are you foraging for magnesium, or where are you getting (laughs) this?
1: So I'm definitely not foraging for magnesium. I wish I could get to a point in my life where I lived in a place where I could find all the raw ingredients I use. Um, you, you,
0: you don't find those in New York City? In nature, here? <laughs> that would
1: be so great. There are actually some foraging classes in New York, but I haven't taken those. Oh, um, News. News to me. But for me, it was just really important to use ingredients that exist in nature. I didn't want to use anything that was created in a lab by man because nature is so wonderful and smart, and it really gives us everything we need. So why would we be creating new substances and you know, products and chemicals if we can just find, get things from nature that has been used for years and uh, in ancient communities for healing and just take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of how I decided to source my ingredients without any synthetics. Got it. So a couple other things in your product
0: line. We've got these everything bars. Is the idea that they contain everything or they are for every like purpose?
1: They are for every purpose. Okay. I'm like, is this like a kitchen (laughs) sink bar? It's just like, toss it in. That's something I want to work on in the future. But for now, I'm like sticking to body. Um, But yeah, the everything bar is good for face, hair, and body. Okay. And the idea is that you only need one thing in your shower. You know, like when you're going to get your shampoo bottle and then the conditioner bottle falls on the floor and then you have that mess and it's just so many things going on. I wanted to create one bar that I could use for everything. Because after all... Uh, if you are removing oil from skin, which is what soap does, why would we need a different one for your hair and for your face and for your body? If they are all one organ, which is our skin. So that was the idea. Valid?
0: Valid. And last one, we got the scrub and the mask.
1: What are
0: these made out of? Because when I think of scrubs, I think of all those illegal little beads,
1: micro beads, in the bottom of the ocean. That's clearly not what you're doing here. Yes. So what are
0: what are we using for a scrub?
1: So that's actually really funny because growing up, my mom used to buy me this scrub that I absolutely loved, and it was microbeads, right?
0: Was it the clean and clear one with the um, little beads?
1: It's one that doesn't even exist in oh, the U.S. Okay. It's like a Brazilian one, but it worked amazingly on my skin. So when I became zero waste, I was like, what am I going to do now? I'm running out of this. I really need an exfoliant because it, it was part of my routine. So I started researching what can exfoliate the same way that this amazing exfoliant that is actually not amazing at all for the earth does. So I experimented with a lot of different grains and dried herbs that I just grinded at home, trying to like figure out what could exfoliate. But also, can you exfoliate and instead of just being something that like removes things from your skin, also bring benefits to your skin? So can you find a grain that's calming or antioxidant? And then blend that in. So instead of having the microbeads, you actually are adding benefits to the product. So that's kind of the story of how I combined clays and then herbs and then citrus pills uh, to create the scrub mask.
0: What I also love about your products, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't have any tree nuts in them. Right there's no like walnuts or almonds.
1: Yeah I have almonds only on the the deodorant has a little bit of oh, almonds. Okay. Uh but that's the only thing. But yeah I don't I don't use tree nuts and that was kind of like a, a pro, the, the oils that worked for me were nut based. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's really good for people with allergies and I That's me.
0: I'm a person with allergies. Yeah. And I just find that so many things in the same ilk of yours I'm allergic to because they're all using almond oil or walnut oil or cashew resin or something that I'm allergic to. And I'm like, ugh so much for like using a plant base or like a food grade product, they're all gonna kill me. But not not this time. <laughs> except for the deodorant. I'll just
1: I'll just yeah, smell. I can make you like a special version without the <laughs> almond oil. <laughs>
0: Great now now everyone can smell me and they won't feel bad so what is your ideal skincare consumer you have this like very specific product line everything's sort of multi-purpose what would be your perfect like if someone was like great sign me up send me the line like what's the perfect user
1: so i believe the perfect user is someone that I mean, I would be happy with any person that wants to try my products and wants to... Oh yeah, but them. if they're
0: like using it the way it's intended and getting the most out of it, mm-hmm. like, what does that person look like? What are they doing?
1: So definitely uh, someone that cares about zero waste. I'm really serious about where I source my ingredients to make sure I get the least amount of plastic possible and everything is recyclable. Uh, so someone that is interested in taking care of the environment and not bringing a lot of disposability out there, but also someone that would be willing or open to embracing a minimal lifestyle, right? So I feel like we can, I I spend so much time just worrying about my skin and about my hair and about my makeup and living a minimal lifestyle just meant to me that I would spend less time worrying about so many different things and just focusing on what matters. So this routine really enabled me to live a simpler life, carry less things when I travel and have the same effects that I would have if I used all the chemical things. So the idea is simplify and create less negative impact.
0: So we've talked about the product. Let's talk about the packaging. You have really interesting packaging for your line because it's refillable,
1: recyclable? Yes, uh, both. Okay, (laughs) actually. So I decided to do glass packaging because for two reasons. The first one is that uh, I wanted to encourage people to kind of, uh, both be able to bring it back and me to reuse it and reuse it and reuse it. So I'm always open to whoever buys my products to bring them back to me in my pop-ups or in the store that I currently sell. Uh, and I will definitely What's the store? That. What's the store? It's called small home Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they are on my blog. So very oh, local. Uh, but the idea is that, yes, you can, I believe brands should be responsible for the the content and the packaging they put out there. So I would never create something that I can't get uh, bring back to my line and reuse. But also a lot of uh, people that have bought my products and a lot of friends are excited to use the bottles after because it's nice to just create like a home, um, like scent thing and like mix essential oils and water. So you can actually create a lot of recipes and use the um, bottles for. Um, which is really exciting because it kind of like brings that like reuse aspect to my bottles That's so great
0: so you also you've touched on this a little bit what's next for Dom you're saying like a kitchen like hand wash bar or what what's <laughs> next what can we what can, what can we look forward to
1: I'm definitely uh, really excited and really passionate about soap and I make my soap for my kitchen I'm not sure Dom will go in that direction yet okay uh, right now we are uh, really focused on. Just building a community and getting people to really get to know the products and hear feedback. We, uh, I'm always focusing on getting better and if I hear feedback that I can improve, I'm always improving. Uh, so I constantly ask and send emails to people that bought my products and are like, do you have any feedback? Did you like the products? Because my goal is to make a product that serves people and makes them happier and knowing that it works for them and that you are going to keep coming back and following a zero-waste lifestyle that's convenient. That's all that I want right now. Amazing. Just some
0: other questions because we've been like blowing through this. So like, let's see if you don't have an answer. Don't worry. We'll just (laughs) cut that part out. But I'm curious. I feel in the last few years, a lot more sustainable skincare lines have come out and clean beauty has been a really big thing. Is that Do you feel that's bringing more people to you or it's creating more competition in the field do you think there's like sort of a standard that's being set for sustainable skincare or is it really still kind of the wild west
1: so it's really interesting because uh, not a lot of people are aware of it but there's not a lot of regulation to the production of skincare so you can basically add anything to skincare and you can sell it and you can get away with it Um,
0: it's because it's like proprietary knowledge or trade secrets, so they don't have to publish what's in it, or...? I believe it could be part of it. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I think as long as as it is approved by the FDA, you can use it. So there's not a lot of transparency in the industry, right? And you do see a lot of brands branding themselves as natural and sustainable, uh, which is really tricky, and for me personally, really frustrating, because there's a lot into sustainability, right? Sustainability Mm -hmm. is not just not using plastic, or using botanicals, right? or not using parabens. There's so much more to it. And as consumers, we don't, we don't get enough education on what it means to be sustainable. What do we want for our skin? We just see uh, brands advertising different messages. But sometimes those messages are not Real, mm-hmm. uh, so I always tell my friends and myself, which is how I revolutionized my skincare routine, is read ingredients because a brand can tell you we are natural, but then you read the ingredients and they're not natural. They have a lot of synthetic-based ingredients.
0: So I don't. What's think... what's like a common synthetic ingredient where it's like if you see that, they're they're lying to you because I wouldn't even know necessarily unless yeah. they're like walnut peach
1: exactly like so, that, so that I'm like that's, okay
0: that's a real thing but if it were something else I like might not know if it's a real or a synthetic yeah. ingredient. So, so
1: that's a great you, you said it right there you if you don't know what it is don't buy it that's that's how I do it I, I read ingredients if it's an oil or if it's like a fruit or if it's a an herb fine but if it has any kind of like X dash number or I don't know and any word that I don't know Either I Google it, if it's like one word that I don't know or a couple words I don't know in the ingredient list, I will Google them really quickly and understand what that is. And honestly, like a 30-second Google search will tell you. But if, if the ingredient has more words I don't know than words I know, that can't be good, right? In my opinion, I mean, I really stand behind nature giving us all we need. So to look for synthetics, at my rule is if you don't know what, what ingredient means, don't buy it.
0: All right. There we go. Where's are live by? Normally, I would end an episode by asking you. I've been so bad about this. People that are listening are like, Lindsay, you haven't asked this in like five episodes. But I ask for a hand-me-up or like a word of advice, a thing to pass on to people. But I feel like that's a perfect hand-me-up right there. If you read it and you don't know as many things on the ingredients as you do, then like don't buy it.
1: Yes. And then uh, I would just add to that, also don't buy plastic because it's going to stay on our earth for a while and you. it's really hard to reuse it. So, yeah, I would say try to buy paper and glass packaging. What are your thoughts on metal? Metal.
0: Metal. Like a foil tube, you know? Some lotions come in, like, metal.
1: I would say that's a tricky one. Um, A lot of the metal, like, tubes do have, like, a layer of, plastic that coats that makes that beautiful packaging Okay. Uh, and that's even harder to recycle because you can't right. separate the plastic from the foil but I have seen some I, I guess they're like aluminum cans for like shampoo and conditioner mm-hmm. that you can refill and I, I think those are pretty great
0: all right there we go
1: you heard it here
0: you can use the aluminum cans <laughs> they are okay and just because we've kind of talked about it so far and some people myself included were very new to trying to be Zero waste, low waste, eco-friendly sustainable in every aspect of our lives, but it sounds like you're kind of an expert. So what would be sort of your idea of first little baby steps into trying to adopt that lifestyle?
1: Okay. So the first thing I did personally, and it worked really well for me, was start with your food, start with what you eat. And we eat a lot of things that are packaged in plastic, so I always tell my family and my friends that ask me that question. Next time you go to the supermarket, bring your tote bag, but try not to buy anything that comes packaged in plastic. Buy the fruits. So hard! So hard, but also once you start doing it, not hard at all. And then you, you learn you can basically make anything from scratch, which is really fun, too. So that's my one advice. Just go to the supermarket and don't come back with anything packed in plastic.
0: That is so hard because even when you think it's just a box, then you open it and there's a plastic bag inside. Oh, man. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I love that. It just sounds
1: so hard. So
0: hard. But that's, I guess, the point. It's hard.
1: Or even just the vegetables. Like, don't buy the bananas that come in the plastic bag. Just buy, like, the bananas that you can, like, put straight in your bag.
0: There we go. There's a starter tip. Just just get bananas. Just eat bananas every meal, all the time, super
1: low waste.
0: Oh, maybe that's a thing. Maybe you could find a way to use banana peels. That next next
1: phase. That would be interesting.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Would there be any, like, properties or values to banana peels? Have you Definitely. looked at them at all?
1: I. I have looked at them, they oxidize really quickly, so it's hard to keep like, to preserve uh, them intact. So I think that would be the problem. But for food, I know a lot of vegan people use banana peels to just make like meat, like vegan meat, which is kind of, oh. I haven't done it yet, but I've heard about it. Hmm. hmm,
0: interesting, okay. Vegan meat made out of banana peels. There's a use for everything. All right, well, we're getting towards the end. We already talked about what your hammy up is. Any last words, anything you want to get out there about Dom, about sustainability, about
1: anything? I guess just do your best. Do um, your best for everyone and um, yeah, check us out in our website and Instagram. And if you try any of your products, we'd love to hear the feedback. Okay, and where can people send you feedback? Uh, either on our Instagram, which is at dohm.store, or on our website.
0: Perfect. And then where can people find you on social media, on your website, any, the store, what's,
1: what's the store where they can find you again? So it's shop small home, Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's also, so they are on my website and on my Instagram and I'll underlying my, like my stockist and store. Great. And what's, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, d-o-h-m dot store, dom dot store. Great, and the website is dom.store. Yes.
0: There you go. Thank you so much for talking to me, Dominique. I'm Lindsay This is another episode of the Hand Me Up Club. As you all know, you can listen and you are listening on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. You can find me on Instagram at Hand Me Up Club on our website where with we the show notes, we i all linked to everything we talked about today. www.handmeupclub. This has been another episode. I've been talking to Dominique. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. The Hand Me Up Club is hosted by Lindsay Ruter, recorded and engineered by Adam Zucker, and edited by Caitlin Correa at CC Media. Thanks for listening.